Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? What's going on? It's been a little bit. Uh, I was talking to my buddy Chaz today, and he says, do not ever say it's been a minute. I think I said that before. I didn't, I didn't even know I said it. Is that a douchey saying? I think it might be, kind of. It's been a minute. I feel like I'm not cool enough to be able to, be able to say that. Maybe other people can pull it off. You know? I don't know. I don't think I can. So... If I said it, I apologize if I sound like a douchebag, but uh, it's been a while. Hope everybody's doing well. It is December 17th. December 17th already. One week till Christmas. And I can't believe it. 2020. Abstract. Doesn't Time doesn't matter. Time doesn't matter. It's going to be Christmas, New Year. Bring on 2021. So I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, got a lot of really great messages lately, things going on with the season, a lot of great sports chat, but today I had the pleasure of speaking with a guy that I met through a mutual friend. So shout out Alan Daw, uh, for linking us together, dove right into the skateboarding world, which I've always been fascinated with. Cause I think skating is just incredible cause I can't do it. And I know how hard it is. And how every time I've tried it, how hard I've eaten shit trying to do it. And I could never do it. So when I see people that are unreal on these skateboards, uh, I'm always very interested. So I was lucky enough, uh, as you'll hear in this upcoming, I don't know, like I say, I don't like to call them interviews. I like to more call them a chat. Uh, chat with Corbin Harris. I didn't know who Corbin Harris was before I... Uh, was introduced to him. Now that I know him, it is uh, damn impressive what he's done and the passion and desire uh, and where he's taken himself within his career. Started out, uh, as you'll hear, he's an Australian, as you'll hear by the accent, classic Australian accent, beauty from Sydney. I, uh, just a beaut and really great guy. Took the time out of his day to do this. Uh, we talk about um, a little bit of what his impact will be uh, with the Olympics and some of his athletes as well as some of his pro skateboarding career. And if he could watch two celebrities fight, who would they be? The, the, the answer uh, somewhat relates to some events that recently happened, but it's two people that would be, it would be a fascinating fight. It was the first time. So I'd ask you out there, if you could think of any celebrities or athletes for that matter to fight, who would it be? There's a lot of, with all this Jake Paul, uh, Jake Paul, I'm sure, if you're, unless you've been under a rock, you've seen all this shit with Jake Paul and Conor McGregor and after the fight and now Logan Paul's fighting Floyd Mayweather. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Fights aren't great, but it's entertainment. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. So maybe we do need some of this uh, this to distract us. I don't know. I don't know if it's good or not. But I think we're going to see a lot more of these uh, celebrity fights, uh, which should be pretty funny. Is that it? Will they will they be funny? I don't know. Maybe they'll fizzle out. I kind of hope both. But uh, yes, so back to Corbin. Uh, again, great guy. Uh, we talked about a little bit of his relationship with Tony Hawk as well, how they met and uh, how they built their friendship uh, to this day. So also, uh, coming up, the NBA season, December 22nd. So since I love the NBA... Since I hope if you're listening, if you're listening right now and you like the NBA, you're going to listen to this because I would love if you listen and I'd love maybe even take part. So we're going to get a few of the boys together, still scheduling. 
Uh, but it's going to happen before, regardless of who it is uh, that can make the time to get together, because it's hard to plan, even uh, during this time. It's hard to plan the best of times. It's hard to plan now. Nonetheless, we're going to have the boys together, and we're going to do uh, two separate pods, one on the Eastern Conference, uh, the over-under odds for each team, and do a little breakdown of that and choose where the line's going to go and who we think is going to finish over or under for wins. Also dissect a little bit of the transactions that have happened. And then for the Eastern Conference, we're going to dive a little bit further into the Raptors, of course, because the Raptors, again, maybe a little biased. Maybe us as Raptors fans are a little biased. We're tough. People are counting us out. People are not even saying we're going to be in the top six. I cannot wait to watch us go in the top six. And if anybody puts Tampa... On the front of a, tr- a Toronto Raptors jersey, and to punch them in the face. Nobody, you don't put Tampa. Nobody puts Tampa. Nobody puts Tampa in the put Tampa in the corner. Not putting. You're not staying. All these people on the news, on the media, tossing Tampa on the jersey. You don't put Tampa on the Toronto Raptors jersey. We're Toronto. We just can't play in Canada. Never put that. The Lakers. Would you ever imagine? that they would redo the Lakers logo. It would never happen. Boston Celtics, the logo. Come on, get out of here. Don't even touch, don't touch our logo. Americans want, the Americans want the Raptors. They do. They'd love them. They'd love them a lot more. They're down there, but guess what? They're not. They're ours. Don't touch it. No Tampa. Bothers me. They're ours. The six former champs. Not too long ago, we're the champs. You don't change it. Capiche? Sorry, that was a little long-winded. Don't like that. But we're going to be talking raps and the Western Conference we're going to break down as well. Highlighting a little bit of, uh, clearly, the Lakers. Looks like they're the team to beat, and it's quite rare when a champion comes back a little bit better. They certainly improved in almost all positions, offensively and defensively. So lots of stuff to break down. And then Harden, uh, well, he looks like kind of me right now. (laughs) maybe maybe three inches shorter than Harden but you know I think we look similar right now little belly little belly little COVID-19 extra paunch you know little muffin there Uh, but uh, he's got a better jump shot that's for sure and he's working his way back into shape but I think Kendrick Perkins quoted him as saying he looks like me just with a wig on so that was that was pretty good so breakdown so Corbin coming up next Breakdown of both Eastern Conference, Western Conference, and then a few other things planned in the upcoming weeks. Maybe before Christmas, maybe not, but three will be coming out within the week. So I hope everybody's doing great out there. Uh, if I haven't chatted with you, I hope to chat with you. Uh, I hope you're listening. If you're bored over the holidays and want to listen to one of these because you got nothing better to do, I dare you. I dare you. It's going to be a lot of fun. This one was a ton of fun. This was fantastic. Again, going down these wormholes, learning about all these different facets of information of different sports that I've never known before. It's great. And I love it. And obviously, I love these conversations and chatting. um, But I love the research part of it. And from a guy who was shit at school, and I had to actually go back and look at my high school transcripts. I had to load them up for something I needed to do for work. I wasn't a very good student. I was a little bit better than I thought, of course. Uh, but yeah, but this part of it and this aspect of it, the research is the fun part. So without further ado, 
Hope you're well. If you're bored, follow me. Not if you're bored, just do it. If you, I love you. I love you for it. I love you. Always have. If you want to follow me on Instagram, Not Enough Mike's Podcast, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. So enjoy the interview, chat, and I uh, look forward to talking to you soon. Peace. I'm coming. I'm coming. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there he is. <laughs> We're in a different set today. Does that look all right? Not really, does it? You look great. You look great. <laughs> How you doing? Good, man. How are you doing? How long's it been? <laughs> I know. I thought I'd just give us a little break so we're good to go again. And uh, no, no stress about that. That shit, happen. that shit happens all the time. It is what it is, you know? No, for sure. You know what I was thinking? I'd done, uh, so, I'd done 40, 46 podcasts. And I'd probably say about there's 50 hours per podcast. So there's thousands of hours, and that was the first time um, that that had happened. So, you know what? You're right. You're right, everybody. Wow. Talking, but, but. You know, I I take <laughs> I take things pretty heavy, so I was just like, ah, got it. But you're right; it happens. What? Well, it's just annoying too, and you put in the effort, and you're like, you know, <laughs> you've done what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So you're good, eh? So you are you are you in your office now in Chicago? I mean, I'm just in our home office in Chicago. Yeah. So um, it looks like it looks like I'm going to be here for the next three or four months. Uh, to be honest, yeah. I'm like, there's going to be any traveling. Traveling going on. Um, I did my last trip back to work. I did a work trip, sorry, um, about two weeks ago to California just to sort of, you know, wrap everything up, see all my athletes and clients and do all that stuff and make sure everyone's settled and <laughs> feeling good about themselves. <laughs> It's all, it's all you can do though, right? It's all it's all you can do is just like try and yeah. keep that try and keep that positive vibe going. Easier said than done, but I've I know I've struggled with that. Sometimes it's a bit of your peaks and valleys. But <laughs> I was talking to my buddy today. It's just like, what do you do? You just got to stay positive with it. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. you have to. It is it is what it is. Um, I know. It, it, yeah, it's definitely been a. Um, it's just been so much change for me <laughs> in a year, you know? So like going, you know, tackling a new job, becoming a partner at a new agency, like there's been a lot and, and, and a lot of love. It's actually been kind of cool. We've had a great support from the company that we've got. We're only hiring at the moment and a lot of other people aren't. So it's just like, yeah, count my lucky stars and keep pushing and, 2021, I ho- hopefully can be can be bigger and better. <laughs> let's, let's go. Can't, well, it can't can't get any worse. Can no, it? no, <laughs> it, it, no, it can't. You know, I think it's going to be. Uh, it, we're going to look back on this in 10, 15 years. There's going to be studies, uh, sociological studies about uh, human behavior during this whole time. So you you got into a couple of things here with uh, with the family here that I wanted to touch on, but I'm going to just give you a little intro here, um, and then we'll get rolling. So. Talking to Corbin Harris, uh, former Nike athlete, professional former professional skateboarder, uh, as you mentioned too, partner uh, with the family, our author. And then the more I read about you, you're like the Swiss Army knife of skateboarding. That's how I would describe you. How does do you think is that applicable? <laughs> I've never I've never heard that before, but uh, sure, I'll take it. Yeah, you are. You, um, you are. You're you're everywhere. You're everywhere, man. So. 
That's all right. No, I just gave you an extra week to uh, to get that uh, Swiss Army knife lined down so you can come back. There we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I'm like luggage, buddy. I just stick around all the time. <laughs> I love it. We had a great chat last time, so I'm sure it's going to be good again. No, for sure. So let's talk about uh, uh, the family uh, right now. You talk about visiting your athletes uh, and go and then going down there, making sure that they're okay. Bring me back to the start of the family, your agency, and how it started, and where you where you see it going. Yeah, so uh, I'll take you back to the start. So I met uh, the, the main owner and CEO of the family called Steve Asperson, um when I was about sixteen years old, uh, a long time ago, uh, and. He ended up being my agent uh, when I came to the States and was skating sort of in, in my little like prime era um, and, and helped, me, helped me secure a lot of deals and, and helped me move actually into television as well. Um, so we'd known each other for a long time. Um, Steve is, is definitely one of the figures in, in action sports or in management and being an agent himself and he's just yeah he he's the guy to go to people want him on your side want to be represented by him yeah he, he literally changed the sport with ryan sheckler and travis pastrana and and block you know some of the biggest names and was able to um you know a, a lot of people have peaks like he was able to just keep regenerating these guys Obviously, they're fantastic talent, but just being able to like create new opportunities for them, and and that's what I like. Um, so, such a long story. So I'm like trying to, trying to make no, sure I get the right okay. part. Um, I, I was obviously 25 years as sort of a professional skateboarder in that industry. Moved into television. Did about 10 years in television, ESPN, bits of bits and pieces of Fox Sports, MTV. Um, and then uh, about two years ago, I uh, sort of was doing a favour for a friend and representing him. Um, and I did that for about six months and thought, you know what, if I, if I do like this process, then I'll start to look at other opportunities um, as I was doing television as well and still working for, you know, Nitro Circus and whatever. Um, I really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it, and and I liked the the aspect of like working and building brands and creating opportunities, and um, I ended up putting some feelers out there, and and I, I actually had an offer for for some friends which were work at IMG, which is one of the biggest agencies, which was unbelievable, and I was talking to a few other agencies at that time as well. Um, which was great that I had interest and it was, you know, just probably due to me traveling and, and doing what I did before. Um, I ended up catching up with Steve Asterson again at the Do Tour uh, in Long Beach. And we spoke about what I was doing. He said, oh, sit tight. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm about to make a move and I'd love to speak to you. Um, and that's exactly what happened. He left Wasserman Media Group all on good terms. Tim and Casey did, did amazing things together at Wasserman Media Group, um, growing it into, you know, one of the biggest sporting agencies in the world. Um, they look after, like, Clay Thompson, Ricky Fowler, like, yeah, the list, Russell Westbrook, like, the list goes on. Um, 
so for me, I, I kind of weighed it up at that stage. You know, I was like, you know, I had a couple of great <laughs> um, offers. Uh, but for me, I just thought Steve is, is a friend, is a guy that I can like kind of talk smack with and, and, and really get down to business as well. That's important. Um, he's a friend. And, and, you know, just knowing someone for over, you know, 15, 17 years, whatever it is, it's like, and, and also knowing that his clients have been with him for that long too. That was something really special for me to be like, wow. Oh, these clients and the families around these clients have had this, have had this, uh, you know, friend, figure, um, uh, person walking yeah. into these meetings for them um, to, you know, to vouch for them. And it's like, it, you know, if you, you know, I don't even know how to put it in words, but if you're doing the right thing, you last the test of time, and and and, I, and that's what I liked about it. Um, so I came on as a partner uh, uh, thirteen months ago, and yeah, it's uh, the rest is history. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now I look after sort of, a, sorry. Now I look after like the Olympics, and I look after a, a culinary program, and um, we're moving into NFL, NBA, golf, and it's all kind of happening. So it's. That's exciting. Nice to be able to oversee or, or just be able to be involved and, and, and see all that stuff that's going on. That's, exci- that's exciting, man. So, yeah, again, congrats, 13 months ago. And as you mentioned, too, uh, I could see that. With loyalty, you know, it's kind of a, a forgotten word these days, especially in the sporting industry where you see a lot of contracts, especially in the NBA, you see a lot of guys uh, uh, jumping around from whether it be agents or teams to teams, uh, what have you. But you mentioned with Steve, like, how, what, what was his, and maybe, and yours as well, that I'm sure you've adopted, what, what have it been like the tactics to really grow these athletes to really, you said you peaks and valleys, but what has he done different that nobody else has done before? I, I, I believe it's really understanding the value of each person right. and, and how they can be integrated into, into multiple categories. Um, you know, I, I think, from what I'd seen in agencies that I've been with in the past was, you know, we have 15, 15 television hosts um, and they all were, <laughs> they all were, you know, played rugby union before or skateboard or whatever. Just pick the one that you like off the board. Like it was that kind of mentality where it's like, we are a 360 agency where we're like creating ideas, pitching ideas, um, so I think, I mean, I can't speak for Steve, but just even looking at what he's done, it's, it's, it's about that, you know, looking at all the categories and seeing where each client is, is able to go. And, you know, um, I think prior, I, I don't know, I just think for me coming from that background and, and seeing what other agents did for me, I knew where I could have done better. Okay. And I'm just yeah. trying to do those things and tick tick those boxes, you know. It, what, why can't, you know, it's only been the last couple of years that luxury brands have, have come into skateboarding. Why can't we work with those guys on a, on a regular basis? Why can't, you know, a, a pro skateboarder also have a TV show, a podcast, like be doing multiple things. Like all these things can happen. It's not just about doing sport and um, being able to see, other opportunities that, that people don't, you know? 
Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Just being ahead of that curve. Now you obviously you got you have a few categories that you can work under. You talked about NFL, NBA. Uh, you have a lot uh, to choose from and a lot to I guess look to acquire. Is there like and I know that you're dealing with chefs as well. Is anything in particular like is there a particular category that you that excites you more than the other? Uh, <laughs> like I know that might be. I, I, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. It might it might be a tough, but like you know, you can still you can still love your your skater athletes, um, but still you know want to venture into hoops or or NFL. No, no, no. I'm going to give you an answer. We're being open and honest here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I um. I think the, the the one category that really excites me. It is the um, the culinary yeah. category um, because I just know how hard those guys work as well, uh, guys and girls. Um, and, and I think there is so much opportunity there because it's just in the mainstream, and it's just it's it you know it, it there is so many different ways that you can go in it, and, and that's what I like about it. You know, car deals. Um, working with different alcohol companies. There's just so much you can do. Um, where, where in sometimes in sports, you're limited mm-hmm. um, in, into right. some categories. So that's what, I, that's what I do enjoy for sure. Um, yeah, one, one of my clients at the moment, we just did a, you know, a, a, a car deal with uh, Lexus. And, you know, he's the happiest person, happiest chef alive at the moment in Australia. <laughs> so he's got a brand new car. and But it's like, it's, 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 it's a give and take. Like, you know, you're, you're doing great, um, putting on great events for companies like this and, and, and curating menus. And, like, there's, there's a lot to it. And it's something that I don't know. So I just like learning, I think, too, you know. But it, even in the sports category, in, like, skateboarding specifically, we're going to talk about that. Like, yeah, I, I, I love just finding new ways that, you know, companies can work. And, and in this day and age, social media, obviously everyone says it like content's key. Having a, a lot of these skaters or action sports um, athletes have millions of followers on their channel. So they can just go directly and, and do it themselves, you know, or brands want to get aligned with them to create content and put it out through their channels so it's more organic. Yeah, it really there's, is. There's a lot of different options. I could see with, with you and chatting with you now and just uh, reading about you like you, I feel like you really enjoy that creative process. And that's where I could see with food. It's endless. It's like, if you're a mechanic, there's endless parts with food. I've worked in the restaurant industry for 10 plus years and I loved it. And I worked with some amazing chefs and I absolutely loved it, but I could see that. Uh, I could see you really enjoying that with that creative process. As you mentioned, curating menus, drink menus, whatever it might be. Yeah, it's it's not even it's not me that's doing it, of but course. it's like being involved, involved and around that energy is something really special. And I suppose the the other part to our business, which I didn't mention earlier on, it's from the family is like we actually have a, a sister company called Unlisted, and Unlisted mm-hmm. is ran by um, a, a lady named Candy Harris, who was one of the first people, or I think she was the seventh person. Uh, employee and has equity as well at Stance Socks, which did the socks for the NBA for years oh, okay. and do underwear now. And like Justin Bieber, um, 
uh, is in there and put money in. Jay Z, like she actually created the Rihanna partnership that they did. Wow. Um, and we also we also have another another lady out of um, New York called uh, Nagar Muhammad, and she came from Vogue. So like having a little like sister company that creates and works in marketing and creates its own brands within it um, is something special. And I kind of dabble in that side of it as well. And I just love talking to them because I'm like, oh, what have you got on the go this week? Oh, you know, yeah. great. It's a new bad company you're working on or like, you know, that stuff. And we can also align our clients and, and athletes within those um, brands. Right, right. So which tickets are you taking first? I think I asked you this before. Which which tickets are you taking first? NFL, MLB, hockey, or uh, or hoops? I think you're taking the court side, eh? Uh, uh, I, I, yeah, I like court side tickets. Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. I've been lucky enough. I've been lucky enough to go to a Giants game okay. in, in the owner's box before, um, which was, Amazing. Obviously, the Giants haven't had the greatest uh, run the last couple of years. They still might make the playoffs but, with like four, with like five wins, though. They're still in there, which is crazy. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I love. I love basketball. You know, it's been the one thing that kind of replaced rugby league and rugby union for me. Um, it's so hard. Excuse me to keep up with the. With the time zones, especially when you yeah. know, you just—it's just hard when you're not there, and you know what it's like. You're you're sitting around with your family or mates, and you're watching a Friday night game or a Sunday game, and like you just can't do that. I've got to like record it, watch it some silly hour. Like it's just the whole process. So I kind of just moved into like, you know, I, I love watch watching surfing too. That's my okay. other one that I love. All right. All right. Did you do much? Yeah. Surf- did you do much surfing at all? You did a ton of it, eh? Yeah, yeah. a ton because Lower Sydney. My 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 dad was a really good surfer. Yeah, still still surfs quite well. But in his younger years, he he was really good. So um, yeah, he was pushing me onto waves when I was like four years old. Awesome, awesome. So that was like yeah, it was a, and, and we surfed after school, and yeah, my parents like were he- have been heavily involved in. Um, everything I've done, like whether it be rugby union, whether it be surfing or skating, like that was super supportive and not like, not like parents that were not like soccer mum or dad. Like it was (laughs) like, they would, they were totally like, Hey, you do you, we, we, you know, we'll support you. We'll, we'll drive you to the contest. Like, and mum and dad would just be in the background and kind of let me do my thing, which is like, which was super rare. Um, but you know, they were there if I needed advice or whatever, but yeah, they're awesome. I think me and actually my dad, dad's birthday, uh, last week. So happy 70th dad. Happy belated, <laughs> happy belated, Mr. Harris. Um, I think me and you are under, uh, I think yours are a little bit more severe, but some, uh, injury history. You've had some, uh, you've had some gnarly crashes, um, I've seen some broken ankles, a lot of, uh, some back issues that are, looks maybe to be healed up now. Yeah. How, uh, no, I'm actually going to the physio straight after oh, this podcast. Okay. okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean that, it just comes with the territory yeah. in, in skateboarding and, and sport in general, you know, I had three broken left ankles, like Oof. 20, 21, 22, 
so that was really tough in, in the early 20s. Had broken right ankle, torn posterior cruciate ligament in the knee, three broken wrists, six ribs. Um, hematoma that never goes down on my elbow since I've been 14 years old. It's like a like a bunch of blood that's dried up and a huge lump. Yeah, it's, it's so, super glamorous. <laughs> but, but, but like, I, I work with I work with an incredible um, moto rider called Robbie Madison. Mm. He's the one guy who 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 jumped. Uh, he did the New Year's Eve No Limits for Red Bull, where he jumped the football field and also jumped up the Arc de Triomphe in Vegas, okay. the replica, and down. Yes. So that yeah, he's like the daredevil. You should see his list. Dude. It is unbelievable. And a little story for you. Oh. I, I feel like this. Yes, yes. I, I was in Melbourne. I was in Melbourne, Australia, and and I, I for some reason, Robbie and I were there at the same time. Um, li- little backstory is Robbie and I got on Red Bull like the same year together like 17 years ago. So we kind of like grew up in the same sort of area and whatever. So we're really, really close. And his family's lovely and great people. Um, he was he was doing a, a demonstration for Krusty Demons of Dirt at the time. And it was, we were both in Melbourne and I said to him, hey, jumped on the phone. I go, I'd, I'd love to, let's catch up, have a few beers, you know, like, he goes, I'm just doing this demo. Well, I said, oh, I'm just finishing up some work or some skate trips. I'll meet you at this pub, you know, in, in three hours. He goes, great. I'm just doing a quick TV um, cross, live cross with Channel 10. Uh, I'll do that, a couple of jumps, and I'll give you a call, meet you at the pub. So I'm like, I'm, I'm on my way to meet him at the pub. <laughs> oh, no. And he calls, calls me. Yeah. Hey, mate, how you doing? Cool, mate, what's going on? Am I meeting you in twenty minutes? Listen, I'm just going to have to quickly go to the hospital. I've put my handlebar through my stomach. Oh, oh! And he was he was on the phone. I said, "Where are you now?" He goes, "Oh, I'm just in the ambulance right now." I said, "You're calling me with you just had a handlebar come through." He goes, "Yeah, mate, I'll get a couple of stitches. I'll see you in a couple of hours. Just uh, yeah, you have to you have to sit tight, wait for me." He was cool as a cucumber. So, like, speaking of injuries, mine are nothing. That that guy is like, I, I don't even know how he's walking. He's a machine. You guys are you you guys are a different breed, man. You guys, uh, extreme sports, skateboarders. You know, a few of my buddies. I didn't skate. I was terrible. Why? Because I didn't want to. Because I was I was crashing, and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm just terrible. But you guys are you guys are a different breed with the injuries. But it's just the nature of the sport, right? It's just you accept that. You accept that broken knee, that broken ankle, the separation, short, and it's just getting better. It's almost just like a like a medal of honor, almost, isn't it? Yeah, it's it never even comes into the equation that it no. would that you would stop. And like I I, I remember one significant um, trip to my GP, um, and it was I think it was my first or second, maybe my first broken leg. Yeah, and I went in with mum, and I think I was fourteen. Maybe fourteen. I I can't even remember the date. Sorry, I'm horrible with that stuff. Yeah, that's but all good. It was my first like severe, severe broken, broken something. And I remember the doctor, a uh, doctor Fong Lee, who's still my doctor in Australia now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> actually, 
and we've laughed about this moment. I remember him, he was like, well, that's enough of the skateboard. You're going to have to pack that away. And, and then I came back consecutively like with more broken ankles or, or injuries. And he realized, he was like, oh, so yeah, you actually like, Made a living out of that. <laughs> we still like, <laughs> but it, it's funny. Like you know, people do do stop sports. You know, skateboarding is one of those things where it's like it's hard, and, and you know, it 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 hurts your body, and you pay for it for sure. <laughs> yeah, I uh, not going down on cement, of course, but I snowboarded for you know almost ten years living out west, and I you know I got injuries and concussions that uh, are still hurting me a lot today which is why i go to physio in cairo for uh yeah, yeah the, the broken tailbone was the worst the worst oh yeah i was, couldn't yeah but my, it's, it's all the it's all all the other activities that you've got to do afterwards <laughs> probably the worst part of it i don't want to hear about it <laughs> <laughs> no i told you so i watched uh i watched uh searching for uh animal chin last night Never seen it before, but I was like, I was looking at a, a, an old interview that said that's one of your favorite movies. What a nostalgic, legendary film to watch! Incredible, incredible. Yeah, it's so good. I think anything from that era is just so good, and especially watching, just watching those guys, and 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 luckily for me, knowing them too, a lot, a lot of them, like it's so cool that those guys specific guys in skateboarding have lasted the test of time but not only the test of time they've they created like a certain culture big time like it wasn't you'll hear tony hawk speak and you'll hear cab and and lance mountain and those guys and and like skateboarding wasn't cool it wasn't even cool in 1997 when i was doing it like you weren't like the cool kid in class you kind of just did it because you liked it, yeah. you know? And it was like some sort of like, weird to say, like like some sort of subculture type thing. I hate that those words. But like, I gotcha. it, it was just different. And, and, you know, football was the one and whatever. Like, just to know that those guys, yeah, just like love what they're doing and still able to do it, I think is amazing at 54. 56 whatever they are now like that's kind of cool and and in the interviews like watching tony or watching steve caballero and you can tell that they're still like grateful which is which is something you don't see yes. in famous people you know, it's something you don't and, and i think that's why they resonate obviously because skateboarding is the coolest thing in the world too <laughs> but but that's why they resonate for so many decades you know, like the, the half cab shoe by Vans, the like all of these things, like yeah, man. You know, everyone had a pair of Vans. Everyone has a skateboard. Like everyone knows who Tony Hawk is. Like yeah, I, I, skateboarding. I, I I love skateboarding, and I the older I get, the more I am grateful for for, for what it's given me and and where I've ended up, and the fact that I can just still be in the industry and work with people um, who are 
are dedicated to what they do and, and love what they do. I think that's the cool thing about it. But yeah. yeah, it is. It's so true because like from like, you know, from afar and as a fan of different athletes and different sports, you've, we've seen a huge change in flip with social media exposure. And it's almost like we don't live on the same planet as a lot of these, these athletes, you know, you look at James Harden, even LeBron, I more so, you know, associate it with basketball, but you look at Aaron Rodgers, whoever it might be it's almost like they don't get it because, and it's not even their fault because they're just so massive and so mm. massive. But when you see a guy on television, when interviews like, like Tony Hawk, and as you mentioned, he just always seems so grateful, so genuine. And oftentimes, yeah. you know, fans are getting that much sm- more smarter um, as time goes on. And you can feel, I feel like you can really tell that um, with Tony Hawk and, you know, a lot of these other guys as well. I think it goes back to his success, honestly. I think, like, and, and, and you know, and the, and the whole Bones Brigade crew like yeah. that. <laughs> the fans that they have, there's, I, I've, like, it goes from, it's crazy the generations that it goes from. Like, I was in the jungle in Brazil with Tony Hawk and kids were yelling out, Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk. Like, <laughs> I guess and, so. 11-year-olds, you know, because they know it from the game. But then you'll also go and there will be like a 50, 50, 60-year-old guy standing there with a skateboard wanting his autograph on a a board that he's had for, you know, 30 years or 40 years. Like, and, And all of those guys, and I think that's what's special about skateboarding is understand that and, and give back because they know it's been really good for them or to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can really tell that. So when, when was the first time ever you heard the name Tony Hawk or you ever saw him? Oh, I mean, probably 96, 97. Yeah. I, uh, there was a music festival that, was in Australia, which was one of the best, called the Big Day Out. Yeah. Um. <coughs> excuse me. And um, I remember opening. I think it was Australian Skateboarding Magazine or Slam Magazine at the time, and there was a double page poster of of Tony doing. I think it was a McTwist, a sequence over uh, over it. Um. Ninety seven. 9697, yeah, it must have been around then. That's when I probably first heard of him. Um, and then obviously he blew up when, when you know, 1999, I think it was, when the 900 and X yes. game. So that was the one. And then after that, obviously 2000, the video game. And then after that, it was just like history because he had 10 years of like. Just, <laughs> just, oh, yeah. Yeah. It was everywhere. Um, SBs. Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah, I think that was it. But where we probably first connected was I was doing a TV show in Australia on Fox Sports called Pop Gun. Um, it was like an interview-based show uh, where I had like uh, uh, Dana from the UFC, Georgia St. Pierre, um, Kelly Slater. Like we had, cool. you know, it was a 19, like 50s type set. The reason kind of why I did that was because uh, 
skateboarding and action sports haven't really got the clout in a, in Australia. And I thought if I was going to bridge the gap, instead of thinking of all skateboarders and all action sports people as, you know, graffiti writing, bong smoking, <laughs> like kids, I was like, I had this theory. I was like, let's just educate the, the mainstream media more. And, um, you know, I'll wear a suit, slick back my hair, look really good. Like, it, it'll, it might, like, trigger something for, for the Australian public. Um, we got a lot of good press out of it, and it did really well. But I, a lot of those guests <laughs> were from me, like, tw- Twitter DMing or, like, somehow getting in contact with someone's agent and bringing them in because – we had like one producer and me for the show. Like it was, it was bare bones. Like no. it's a, Australia's a small country, you know. So it's like, um. So I hit Tony up on on DM on Twitter, and he wrote back straight away when he was in town. And I basically said, "Hey, we'll send a black car to come and get you. It's probably going to take two hours uh, in here at Fox Sports." And and I remember jumping off uh, text with him. And walking into like the head of Fox and being like, um, <laughs> we've got, we got Tony Hawk coming and I don't know when he's going to come, but it's probably in the next five hours. <laughs> okay. and it was like, all right, <laughs> let's go. But they couldn't, they, they couldn't believe it as well. Yeah. You know? That that's was great. like, yeah, that, that was probably the first time I met Tony and Kathy. Um, and they've just become just such great, great friends of mine. And, and yeah, it's been, it's been nice to have uh, a down-to-earth family um, over here because all my family's back in Australia and I only get to see them a few times a year. Yeah, well, that seems like it's a testament to exactly what we just talked about. Uh, you know, not random, so to, like, so, for lack of a better word, but he, just, he gets a text message or a DM on Twitter and he's just like, yeah, I'm all for it. Clearly you're known at the time. He knows who you are. Uh, but you know, just to, just to do that, that's testament to what he's doing. But you mentioned something about like growing the sport and you have been a huge part of growing it. You got a lot of passion for it. Now you're on the tech committee, your tech committee member for the now 2021, uh, Olympics. How pumped are you for the Olympics? I, Cause I know I'm pumped for the, I love the Olympics. How excited are you for the Olympics? I'm, I wouldn't say I'm that pumped. Okay. I would say I'm I'm really I'm really intrigued. Okay. I'm really yeah. I'm really intrigued. I'm excited in in a different way. For a lot of these skaters and and surfers, it's another contest. You okay. know, like it's 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 another it's another. Obviously, it's a different scale. The one thing that I really like about it is. I know how much I enjoyed skateboarding growing up and being a, a 13-year-old kid skating McDonald's car park and, and KFC car parks and, yeah. like, industrial areas and, you know, having a, having a you know, a, a bunch of kids that I just love skating with every day and the camaraderie and the way that you help each other and achieve each trick. And yeah, man. I think the reason why it's so good is that will get to a different audience and hopefully that energy will get to kids in Africa who have never seen it before or Estonia or whatever it is. It's that world stage that 
allows it to grow and, and will allow people to, you know, see skateboarding in a different light, maybe maybe take it a little bit more seriously, um, but maybe also just, like, love it for what it is. And, you know, skateboarding is going to be skateboarding. It's yeah. still going to be there, it, you know. There is two sides to it. There's a competition side and there is just the going out there and skating and video parts. So, like, this will all still go. I, I think some people freak out on it. Um, well, the anti-establishment anti that we spoke about in skating is, you know, you want to kind of keep it low, but at kind of the same yeah. time, the exposure could be great for a lot of athletes, right? Yes, and I believe that... Um, you know, that keep it honest side of skateboarding is the best part of it. Yeah. And it's not going anywhere. No. Like, it's not going anywhere at all. Like, people, that's why people love it so much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Now, when you go into like a, like a, like a skateboard, I've been around obviously a skateboard, not, not too much how much shit talking is there because like i know like if we're going in with a group of our buddies and we're going to play uh we're going to play pickup you know it's not like we go out like looking for fights or anything like that but you know a lot of these a lot of these pickup games can get a little heated right wherever you're going whether you're going to toronto whether you're going wherever you're playing you know sometimes it's you can get pretty competitive but we're still pretty you know if it's competitive we still have a beer afterwards How, how much shit talking is there when you guys are all together generally at skate parks I mean, it's probably exactly the uh, yeah. the amount that you guys are doing. <laughs> so, of course, I, I think. Um, but but it's all it it never really it never really goes into like a, a like a fighting thing. Like if you go to a skate park, whether you're eleven, like the eleven year olds or twelve year olds or whatever it is, um, I feel like it's all kind of the same. Yeah, you know, like, but. You know, the skate park in general or skateboarding is 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 actually a really nice community. And, like, I've seen mothers and, and fathers at, like, Bondi Skate Park, you know, rock up with their lattes and their BMW X5s and drop the kids off with their bike, their scooter and their skateboard and, like, thinking that they have to be there and monitor the skateboarding space. But it's like I've had so many parents come back to me and turn around and go, I can't believe how like helpful everyone is. And, yeah, that's cool. you know, it doesn't matter what background you come from. You could have, you know, not the latest shoes or someone other, you know, latest pair of Eric Costins or whatever it is. It's like people are down to help each other in, in, in the action sports community, but especially in skateboarding. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. In hoops as well. Um, as well. So where do you think, you know, because we've seen the rise in a lot of the in a lot of these sports. You know, and I guess it, I'll go back uh, to the NBA as well, where you see the NBA. You know, the late seventies. You know, Jordan comes in with Nike brand. Uh, obviously, Magic and Larry uh, came in to really rejuvenate the NBA, Mike, and then it just it skyrocketed, and now it's just on this upward trajectory. Nobody would have ever thought that, of course, at the time. So, with you with skateboarding right now. Where do you see it going? Like, let's say, so 2021, let's say in two years after that, but what do you, where do you see uh, skaters in 10 years? Like, I think the trajectory at the moment, I mean, obviously when, when Tony hit with the video game yeah. was probably the biggest that we're ever going to see okay. <laughs> in our lifetime for, 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 for Spike. Okay. Um, 
I think it's it's changed or turned a corner in the last two to three years, as I said before, with like luxury brands and having um, athletes also be models and, and switch over categories and mm. be able to do multiple things. I feel like the influencer, so to speak, on Instagram <laughs> is 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 going to slow down a little bit because people want authentic figures. Parents want authentic figures for their kids. Even kids can spot fake fake people, you know. So yeah. it's like if if you're, you know, a famous skateboarder, uh, if you're a young female skateboarder, you're looking up to like Leo Baker. Like you're looking up to like these these different people. Um, I think, and I hope it. Skateboarding has always been diverse. It always has been and inclusive to everyone, you know. Mm. So I don't know. I, I, I think people are going to start probably start dabbling or brands are probably going to start dabbling, which you never thought they were. Yeah. Or they never thought they were before because they know it's sort of grassroots, it's core, but it's, it, it, it balances on that line, you know? If it goes too far, you get called out. If it's, you know, like... So I, I think it's slowly going up and hopefully hopefully the, the sponsorship deals keep coming in and the wages keep getting higher for the athletes. Um, but I don't know if we'll see a, a spike like we did in, in 2000 to 2010. Uh, I think if you're involved, we might see a, a, a pretty big spike <laughs> in that, buddy. I like, I, like, I like the way you roll, man. And you're right with all the cross-pollination and marketing where all these, all the, these collaborations. And you're right as far as influence. I could see that as well because, you know, as we, as we mentioned earlier too, the viewership, and people who are on Instagram, whatever social media are, people can can spot a fake pretty early. Like you see a lot of girls when in a bikini, and then they post some fucking Gandhi thing. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah, that's great. You know, but you're you just what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? So how yeah. how do you, how do you yeah. switch things out? So if you could, if you had a choice and you had to pick one or the other, would you be a, a pro skater for life or with your agency? If you could, which one would you choose? If you had to pick one. The business side. I mean, the business now, side, like, now, now it's if we're talking right now yeah. from what, what I've done already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I skateboarding. I did skateboarding, and I was so, and I still get to do it, um, but I don't have any pressure anymore of deadlines or video parts or yeah. like you know, like I, I love what I'm doing right now yeah. with the family, with Unlisted, with you know, with with my athletes and, and clients in general and, and going in that direction. Yeah. I, I definitely would pick that for sure. Less um, and, <laughs> and, and, and I think I've just, I'm now after I, I have skateboarded for 25 years, yeah. <laughs> um, 30 years. I, my body, my body likes golf a little more. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'm going to focus on, I'm going to focus on um, playing a bit more golf. And I don't know sports that don't terrorize my body. Well, it's just true. Yeah, you need the LeBron. Uh, you need the LeBron genes just to be able to play forever, or Tom Brady at this high level. So I want to go back to all these. I would love. 
I would love to be. I would love to be spending one million dollars a year on my body. And if I could, I'd probably still be shaving. <laughs> totally right. So going back to like, you right. know, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 not at all. So uh, influencers and social media and looking for you know different angles and people are are making a lot of noise. Did you watch any of the Jake Paul, Nate Robinson, Tyson? Uh, Jones Jr. fight. Yeah. I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> would you Would you guys ever seek out any type of YouTubers at all for clients like that? I know, obviously, they're somewhat self-made. I guess you could say, but obviously, everybody needs a little guidance, especially with certain ages. I, I specifically for me, it's not the the area that I would go into. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is not. No. I don't know. I don't know how much more you want me to go into that, but it's like, yeah, it's not. It's not really my circle. But the thing that I like is is someone who's. I like someone who's focused on something and wants to achieve the goal, and we work towards the goal okay. and make it happen, and bring in the best people possible. You know, yeah. um, and someone that's dreamed of something their whole entire life. I think that's cool about the Olympics and skateboarding and and sports in general. So I don't know I, I particularly who knows there might be someone at the agency that comes in and wants to work in that field um, later on. And I'm sure it's it's it looks like it's very lucrative. So yeah. you know, never say never. But um, my yeah. My focus is on culinary and and skating at the moment. I don't blame you. I don't. I don't blame you. I don't blame you <laughs> but who would you, if you could pick two celebrities or athletes? It doesn't even matter who would you. Who do you want to see fight? <laughs> who would you? If I if, two, if, see two athletes fight, yeah. Or or it could be celebrities. It could be it could be anybody. Anybody that you can think of. This uh, is a really good question. I mean, I I want to see I want to see Mayweather and McGregor again. I definitely want to see that. Yeah, that that excites me. That really excites me. Um, <laughs> it, it'd be cool to see something like. It'd be cool to see like Tom Cruise and Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> oh, that would be. <laughs> Tom Cruise like, is spicy. I don't know. <laughs> there is. I I know. I've, he's been in the headlines uh, the last couple has. of days. So. Can, I, I heard that he was in. I think I think he's in Sydney. He was screaming at some people uh, about not having their masks on. Oh yeah, on the set. Um, but oh, this it's just such a good question. I could go for days on this. I and, know, and right? Think about who would win that fight, though. I feel like I mean, Johnny Knoxville. I feel like that guy can't get hurt. He could staple his arm together. <laughs> he just would keep on going. He'd be like T one thousand. I know he might be just he's still he'd have ten bullets in him and still walking. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, although, like seeing Tom Cruise jump up on that like uh, couch at Oprah, and you know he seems like quite limber, so he might he might go anywhere. You know? Oh, he's got sneaky strength, I bet for sure. For <laughs> for sure. Yeah, true. So many good ones that you can see fight. Um, yeah, I don't know Johnny Knoxville. That's a good one. That's I would yeah. Have, yeah, Cliff and Norm from Cheers. Do you ever watch Cheers? Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> so golf. That'd be good. <laughs> so golfing. So you played. Uh, you play. You're playing a little bit more now. How's your game? 
You solid? Yeah, it is. Um, uh, it was something that my grandmother and grandfather they kind of get, gave me a couple of lessons when I was maybe twelve, and I didn't really. I was. I'm too impatient. I'm. Yeah. So I. I, I just wanted to go harder and faster, and basically that was skateboarding to me. So, um, yeah, I, I picked up recently. Uh, Cobra sent me some clubs, which was awesome. Yes, so I've, yes. I've been, I've been, you know, at the driving range and had a few lessons, and I, I like the fact that it's so difficult. You know, that you like it's difficult, and there's lots of things and. Similar to skateboarding in a way, there's so many different things to be able to like. It's true. You know, so I, I like that. And, you know, I, my, my, my dad just started too, so I kind of like the fact that he's doing it. And it's, you know, you hooked, it's one you of those hooked, things where you, you hooked him up with some clubs too, didn't you? He loves you for yeah, that. Yeah, eh? he does. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the fa- favorite in the family at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just like it. It's something you can do, work work there's a lot of business meetings that happen out there too and and as i said before it's like it's one of those things that your body you know can um you know you can do until you're late late in your uh career or or life so that's what i kind of like about it something that i can just keep doing and you know there's a lot of skateboarders and, and surfers that actually play really well so in downtime or whatever i think it's kind of nice yeah and, buddy yeah, yeah. One of, one of my good mates took me, he's, he rides for Adidas. He's a pro skateboarder called Jack Fardell, Australian guy, and he, he absolutely kills it on the golf course. So I kind of like saw Jack do it too, and I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty inspiring. I, you know, it'd be nice to be good at a couple of things, <laughs> but it's going to take a while for me. Oh, uh, I, I hear you. I have so, I, I'm not bad, but I, my patience is, uh, yeah, I walked off a couple of times last summer with, uh, well, I'll blame it on injuries, but it's also just bitterness. Uh, who's, but you yes. know what, I, you, you know what I learned? I learned that I can't remember who said it to me. I, I think it might've been Steve and, and it was just like any day you're out there is a good day. And it's like, always. you're out, you're walking around, you're getting exercise, you're always or a lot of the time in really lovely locations. So it's like couple beers. Whatever. Yeah, have a have a, have another beer and just <laughs> just keep keep it going until you get to the clubhouse. Yeah, that's that's right. Who's the dream foursome? Yeah. If you could go out and play. You got you and then you got three other guys. Who who would you play with? Will Farrell would be <laughs> number one. That would be incredible. Incredible. Uh, uh, this is good. This is good. I always do so horribly with these questions when it's like, because I, I actually ask a similar question. I do these interviews with some of our athletes yeah. and it's on our social media uh, at the family and it's like what five people would you you know bring to dinner dead or alive and it always is the one where people are like oh I wish I said this person you know Will Farrell definitely I think yeah and the answer could change from day to day as well sometimes right I think my, my best mate in New York Ronnie he would come Ronnie Flynn okay he's in hospitality and He's six foot seven and just loves a beer and has just all got ADD and always a good time. Amazing. So I think amazing. he'd be good. 
it probably couldn't probably you probably couldn't tell him and Will Farrell apart to be honest. Oh. So it might get fun. <laughs> and just... I think someone like um, I don't know, you know who who seems would be cool on the golf course just to have a chat, and I think he'd give good insight. Would be Barack. Yes. Yeah, because he's just a, he's just a cool cat. You know, he's probably smoking a joint. He's like got a cigar going. He's having a couple of beers. You know, he's talking smack. That'd be maybe a foursome. It'd be definitely interesting. That would be that would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think I would go with I think I'd go with MJ, MJ David yep. David Letterman, and pr- and probably Tiger. Like See, I, or- the only problem with. With I think with Jordan, I would love that too because I'm a huge Jordan fan. Yeah. I know we touched on the yeah. uh, on the last podcast that's <laughs> never going to be released, the best podcast ever. Uh, <laughs> that's right, everybody. That's right, part two. <laughs> it already happened. It's gone. That train has left the building. Um, I think. I think uh, Jordan would maybe be just so into like because he. It, He's into winning and playing for huge amounts of money, so it might get too serious. I think I, where I'm at with golf at the moment, it's got to be, it's got to stay in the fun, the fun space. Yeah, because otherwise, I'd lose a lot of money. Yeah, I would just love to watch him in his element, just be an assassin and just rip rip somebody's heart out for ten thousand dollars and just be witness to that. I know that sounds terrible, but I just want to see see it in action. Maybe I. Maybe I can just drive around and give you guys drinks yeah. on that one. I'm in. Just, just witness it. I'm in. They said actually out of his yeah. uh, one of his golf courses <laughs> because of all, everything going on right now. He's delivering instead of having uh, beverage carts, they're having drones drop the drinks, which is just on a. Nothing. I saw that. I read. I read an article the other day on his. I saw Phil Mickelson has just bought a house 15 minutes from Jordan's new club, right? Yeah. Down in, in, in Florida. Um, and I was reading up on it. So it sounds really cool. Oh, man. Imagine that. If, if anyone wants to take me, I'm, I'm, I'm willing and able. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you take him, you got to take me. <laughs> so what's, so NBA, NBA, we talk, <laughs> we, we're going to go back into the NBA because we talked about Kyrie Irving uh, a little bit. But before we yeah. know that, who do you got right now, if you had to guess, who do you got win an MVP and then winning the title? You think the Lakers can repeat? Yeah. yeah. I think they yeah. I think they can and I think I do. I honestly think they can. Um I would like to see the Clippers win. <laughs> but I don't think it's gonna happen. Um Listen, I, I'm, I think LeBron's one of the most talented. He's not one of my favorite players, but I think he's got it again. Like he's that, he's that good, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think the ne- this next year coming and the one after, I think they can do. I think they can do a three piece. Yeah, I, I I agree, and it's rare that a championship team gets better. And they added a few key guys and they certainly got better. So I think it's them against anybody, but I think, I think LeBron's, I he think he's the second greatest player ever. I don't know if he's still the best in the league, but I would never bet against him. But I think if his health goes even 10% sideways 
an injury, then we're going to see it go down quickly. But if he can avoid that, I think it's their theirs to uh, uh, their title to lose. Let me ask you this. Do you think, obviously it's about everyone knowing their place in a team, right? Do you think, do you think it's because it's so clearly set out what everyone's role is? That's what makes it such a, a dominant team. I think so. Yeah. I, I think, you know, basketball is very, it's a very mm. indi- individual sport, even though it is a team sport, but it's still very individual where one guy can really swing a series. Like if you have a number one against a number four seed, but you have, but the best player on the court is on that four seed. They can win that series because that guy gets hot, drops 50, two of the three, two of the five games. And there you go. You squ- you've squeaked a couple games out there. So, um, but I think that's what the beauty is of LeBron bringing guys in like MJ did with Dennis Rodman and what LeBron did with say Dwight Howard last year, brought him in. They got a, they got a situation, you know, and I, his, the criticism on him is correct because the way he talks sometimes it's a little bit me, 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 but if you speak to a lot of his teammates, opponents, coaches, they only speak with him and the highest praises and they might not like him, but he's respected. So I think people, when he talks, people listen and people fall in order because now he's done it. And so if you want to win, you go with them. So yeah, I think everybody knows their role. And as an athlete, I think that's the most important thing you want to know. No surprises. This is what I go in. This is what I work, work out in practice. And you kind of, you slowly build into the playoffs. I think sometimes when people have something to say about it, obviously he's respected, right? I think when some of you have something to say about it, it's like if they don't want to put the effort in, well, they don't want to get the extra mile. So that's what it is, you know? I agree. Yeah. They always say that stuff until, like, it's the person, the person's on your side. And then they're like, oh, praising them, you know? Yeah, it's true. He's put in the, he's put in the work. That's the little battle right now with James Harden and, Le- and LeBron, where, you know, James Harden is, you know, he's requested a trade out. And I'll always be pro player, but the way he's done it, there's not, you know, I don't think you can you can really push that hard when you're not in the gym every day. Yes, you're talented, but the team's been catered towards you and all your needs. And before you know it, you've just been, you don't know how good you have it until it's gone. And I think James Harden is realizing that quite quickly that, no, we're not going to trade you. You sign that contract. You might not like it, but you're going to have to play there. Wow. That, <laughs> I would not like to be around and that and that organization at the moment. I mean, I, I don't I, I don't know much about basketball at all. I obviously watched it and love it, but it's like it seems like it's not not a great um, circumstance right now. Careful when you're looking for your athletes to represent. Maybe the, the NBA could be lucrative, but, I, but I could, there could be a lot of drama surrounded there. So, I, hey hey, let me let me tell you this. Let me tell you this right now. There's drama in everything. Yeah. I'm not getting away from it. <laughs> that, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. So that's life. It's true. So right now, what would you say? You've done so much in your life, in your career. Right now, at this particular point, what would you, be your Larry O'Brien Trophy or your Super Bowl? Like, what is that for you right now? That your drive that you would say would put you there. As in, as in moving forward, yeah, like, what's like my what would be like if there could be a variety of them, but like let's say like yeah. your, your apex, your your title right now with what you're doing. What is your? I guess could we say it's a goal? Um, I'm sure you have a ton of them, but is there something that you would say I really want to achieve this? Let's say in two, five, ten years, maybe. 
You know what? I I think, and it might sound silly, but it's it. I, I've I've done a lot of things that I've wanted to do. Yeah. You know, skateboarding was one of them. Turn pro was one of them. Um, right now is is working on this business and making it the best best thing possible. Um, I think if we're talking about goals or, or you know the pinnacle, the trophy, I think it's just about being you know happy. <laughs> Honestly, being happy with what what I'm doing and yeah, making man. the right decisions for, for, for myself and my family. Um, you know, there's there's things I, I we spoke about it last time. I, I think I think the older I'm getting, um, the better I'm feeling about talking about certain things, whether it be like mental health and anxiety that I dealt with a long time ago. I, I think I'd like to you know explore. Um, and just be open about uh, more open and more honest. I think in my career and, and working in TV, you get so sort of anxiety ridden of like, you can't say this, you're going to say this, you know, someone's going to call you out and write in the newspaper about you or whatever yeah. it is. Like kind of like, I don't care anymore, you know, like I don't give a shit. So it's like, okay, like I just want to live. I want to do, you know, be the best I can be. Um, yeah, and, and just be. I think it's just about being happy. You know, I think I think I've or, or try try and and be in that space. You know, because I get whipped into anxiety mode all the time. But it's like that's just that's just me. But yeah, you know, um, try, trying to trying to have gratitude and trying just to be in the moment. I think that's something that I'd like to achieve, and I'm on my way there to it. But it's you know. In your twenties, when you're trying to be a pro skateboarder and you're running around the world, you're on a you know traveling nine months a year or more. Oh yeah, um, I could just imagine. And and booze and partying and all that stuff. It's like it is what it is. So it's like now I feel like I'm in a good place. Um, you know, so I'm excited for, for for the future. You know, and and to create hopefully some magic. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. How did you know? Was there something that, and happiness, you know, that's fantastic. And that's a, I, I love that answer. Now, was there something that switched when you were just like the, I don't give a shit meter where it went or like how, or was there like a kind of sequence of events that maybe got you there to say, you know, fuck it. Like I'm going to do me regardless of what. Cause I think we all have that goal, that common goal. I know even mine with, you know, obviously it's a different level, but with this podcast, sometimes it's, I don't know, you know, you don't, you don't know where to go with it. And you know, you have a lot of self self doubt, but sometimes it's just like, well, just do it. So is it, was there something that clicked for you or is it just kind of a, where did it, where did it go? Well, I think there was a, there was a few factors for it. Right. Um, I think, not worrying, not worrying about as much as what pe- other people are doing. Yep. I think that's one. Listening to certain people who were like, oh, just, you know, you're going to make mistakes. Keep the train going. Like, you know, like, fuck it. If you, if you do make a mistake, it's fine. Just keep going. And, and everyone does rather than just being so pedantic about having every box ticked, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's kind of key, and because I would like not sleep at night. I'm like, oh, is 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 that right? Is is you know the design of that new hoodie the way, exactly the way I want it, or whatever 
whatever I'm doing at the time, is that add the right thing? Did I say the right thing in that podcast? Or did like, I would, I would just drive myself crazy yeah. on thinking that did I do, did I do it right? Um, <clears throat> and the other thing is, is I think, you know, moving to America has, uh, and the American mentality of like, you can do well, I will introduce you to everyone. Um, don't get me wrong, I love Australia more than anything in the world and, and, and it's the place that made me, but um, there is like a tall poppy syndrome sometimes where, you know, you want to tear down the guy who's doing well and, and that doesn't, it doesn't exist here in America and I, and I enjoy that and I like it and it's, it, for me, that's quite calming and it's, and I think allowed me to um, probably digest who I was and what I've done and go, okay, let's reset yeah. and, and move on. Um, but, you know, it's, it was probably just a time in my life also where I had my own things going on. So it's not, it's not, it's just a mentality and, and where I was at. But I think, I think, you know, th- those probably few factors are it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think as we get a little older, some of us, we get a little uh, wiser. <laughs> so, sometimes, sometimes we go back a little bit and uh, yeah, I know I like that. And it's all, uh, it's all true. It's all so true. And just kind of being true to yourself and giving yourself a break, right? You know, don't be, it's so hard. I'm, uh, I'm it just, I'm my own worst critic. If I fuck up, I'm just like, it just guts me and it takes me a long time to get over it. But you know, you got to learn to just move on. You know, the funny thing is the the people that I surround myself with are all like mellow or like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's all good. <laughs> Fuck it. You know, like, so that must be saying something about me, like wanting to go in that direction. Yeah. You know? It's, so, it's true. Um, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting topic for sure. For sure. But definitely, definitely come to terms with, um, it definitely come to terms and happy with where I'm at and, 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 and going and, um, you know, um, we touched on it a little bit last time, but like having anxieties in your twenties and mental health and, you know, I've yeah. just finally come out, come to the point where I was like, Oh, I can talk about this and that can maybe help other people too. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, Oh, I don't want to talk about it or like, Will I be judged? And that's the wrong thing for sure. Because yeah. it's like, um, you know, it's it, it's 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 key for sure, especially in men, especially in men in Australia, huge suicide rate, and and I think uh, you know anything that anyone can do to to help help a a friend, male or female, um, you know, out, out of a tough spot. Uh, is a good thing, and and I think being open and honest and authentic about it is the is the right way forward, and not judging people when they do something wrong. Yeah, people make mistakes, you know. It's true. <laughs> Keep it's, it going. It doesn't matter. It's true, man. <laughs> no and, one's perfect. Oh, it's it's true, man. Especially with us with us guys, where we can be dummies a lot of the time. Um, but getting that conversation started is you know is 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 huge. 
So I'll get you out of this uh, on this last one. Thank you for sharing that too. I appreciate that. What are you most proud? What do you? Is there anything in particular you're most proud of? I know that's kind of a generic question. I I like it as much as I hate it, but I but I'm curious. Like all the things that you've done, there's so many. Can you pinpoint something that you just like you just hang your hat on? Uh, like you want specific things, or you think just like. Well, I mean, like, is there anything in, in particular that, that you've done and you're just like, I am proud, like, of where, where I've gotten with this or that I've achieved this, that I'm now a partner, uh, my wife, you know, whatever it is. You yeah. Got, you got to say your wife, of course. Um, no, just kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I just, no, I think, I just I got think, engaged, so me... I'm learning qu- very quickly. <laughs> you did? I did, yeah, I did. Oh, so did I. I did. I did. I did late last year, and then uh, we got married during COVID. But we're still going to have our full, um, our full reception. Okay. Where, but obviously, no one could travel because um, because of COVID. So we've had to push it back, you know, into early twenty twenty two. But um, yeah, congratulations, mate. Yeah, That's great. yeah. Thank you. You know, I'm almost forty now, and uh, you know, it took. You know, I I lived a pretty wild life you know i lived in asia for a couple years i lived out west for 10 i've been around you know i did a lot of little little globe trotting and uh you know it's kind of the i wasn't sure if it i wasn't sure if it ever happened and then i uh i found the one and yeah she keeps me in line that's for sure (laughs) she tames the wild horse (laughs) same same (laughs) good on you yeah um yeah i i think i think overall if we're looking at it overall, I think um, like commitment and probably like dedication, I'm I'm proud of because I stick to it and see it through and and want to be the best that I can be within whatever I'm doing. You know, um, you know, make, people make mistakes and sometimes you go backwards, but it's like just being able to stick to it and do what you do, like skating, getting a pro board and, and turning pro and having having the ball with your name on it is probably like a material thing where you're like, oh, that. After I had that, I was like, I'm good with skateboarding. Like, I'm good I'm good as in, like, I don't need to, like, you know, I kind of, I tick that. I still love it and do it for, for fun. But, um, you know, ha- having some TV shows, working on that stuff, interviewing great people has, like, I love that side of it. So I yeah. see... I still see a future for me in that, okay. uh, and whether it's TV space or or radio or podcast, I, I just enjoy having a conversation and you know, um, you know, asking questions like you're doing. You know, it's fun. You it know, is. I kind of love doing the research, um, and obviously the, the the company. You know, now the family's like it's it's just exciting. I, the one thing I I love about it the most is like. I don't know this space. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do by default from 25, 30 years of being in the industry, so I know. Yeah. But it's like how I can combine my creativity with, you know, things like managerial roles and things and, and have them all come together. I'm, I'm just excited for that. So that's, yeah, you know, um, Proud to be here, living in the states at the moment. Proud to like just be, just be able to travel. Chai town, chai town. When we can travel, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know, like I'm and, and and excited to like 
you know, work with people on new projects. Like, like that's that's what kind of gets me going too, whether it's like whatever it is, you know, maybe restaurants later on, maybe like who knows. Like I just think it's like it's all the possibilities are always endless and I think that's what that's what keeps keeps life exciting. I love it, man. I love it. You still got to get that photo. You got to, because that photo, beside, if you ever buy the Michael Jordan statue, please just Photoshop me beside it. <laughs> and just so I can feel that, that, that I'm there. Uh, but, I forgot about that. No, I'm no. going to jot that down right now and get that here. Oh, no. I'll, I ever I ever recorded now. I'll remind you. No. But hey, you should be uh, very proud Are of you. Are you sure? Are you sure you're going I, to I am sure. If not, I'm, I'm going to speak of mental health. I'm going to walk into traffic. No, that's not, that's, that's not funny. <laughs> but it is. Uh, this is recorded. But you should be proud of yourself, man. And, you know, having the chance to have chatted with you, you know, chat with you a little bit. Uh, it's been fantastic. And uh, you've helped, like, inspire me, you know, seeing everything you've done. And, you know, I'm a dreamer, but it takes hard work. And I've seen what you've done and it's just, it's, it's great. It's really great to see. And then the fact that, you know, you've taken the time twice now, uh, to chat with me. I really appreciate that. And I, uh, I know you're a busy man. So you taking the time, uh, to chat with me. I really do appreciate that brother. Big time. Yeah, I, I've, I loved it. Um, no stress on the other one, even though it was the best podcast in the world. Your listeners are missing out. Uh, <laughs> silver no, medal. It, it was silver good. Metal. Uh, it was good. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's, there's there's so much that we can talk about. I mean, obviously, let let's catch up after the Olympics. I said it last time, and I've got two athletes going there: one American, one Australian. Um, you know, I think 2021 is going to be going to be interesting. There's going to be lots to talk about. So, I'd love to love to chat to you again sometime, and appreciate you having me on. Yeah, you got it, man. You got it, man. We'll be in uh, we'll be in touch, and then uh, ha- Merry Christmas to you, Happy New Year. Uh, to you and the family and all that fun stuff. And then, uh, say, I guess, safety going forward. And then uh, all the best, man. Yeah. So I'll come and see you soon. We'll have a beer. Uh, double dog dare you. <laughs> <laughs> see you, mate. All Thank right. you. See you, Corbin. Thanks, buddy. That was Wow, that was a total announcer voice. Hey, that was Corbin. That was Corbin Harris. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that chat. Looking forward to having him on after the Olympics um, and chatting about what that experience is like. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch the Olympics. I love the Olympics. So be sure to watch out for the two NBA pods that we're releasing uh, next week, uh, right before the season that starts on the 22nd. So thank you so much. Love you all. Thank you so much for the support. It's been amazing, uh, even during these strange times. And uh, I can see it on uh, everybody watching, listening, et cetera, et cetera. So thank you so much. Happy holidays to everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.